Good morning and welcome to Community Connections with Children's Services Council of St. Lucie County. I'm just one of your hosts, Sean Boyle. And with me is Ashley Mock. And welcome to the half hour radio program that's all about connecting you, the listener, to resources and things that are available in our great community we call St. Lucie County. Now, we at the Children's Services Council, this is almost like a disclaimer <laughs> every show, right? Like if I, you're just tuning in. You're like, oh, this is the station that has D.L. Hughley and, you know, all these cool people. We are not those people. And <laughs> Ashley and Sean. And Ashley and Sean. We work at the Children's Services Council. We are not radio show and or media professionals. But what we do at the Children's Services Council is five things for our community, five priorities, if you will. And those priorities are, one, making sure every baby's a healthy baby. Two, stopping child abuse before it happens. Keeping kids off the streets keeping them in school, and keeping them off drugs, alcohol, and other risk behaviors. And we say that we work on those because we develop and fund programs that are available for all families in those five priority areas. That is great. And while this show is a great and entertaining way to learn about them, there are other places that you can get information about those programs that Sean mentioned. Um, obviously, our website is one, cscslc.org. Um, we also have a printed family guide with information about all of our funded program partners. And you can find us on Facebook and follow along with all of the fun activities that we get to do in the community, um, but also to learn about what is available for you and your family. I feel like I say fun activities, which makes me think of our friend Kate saying fun, <laughs> fun clinical activities. Um, but, you know, we were joking a couple of weeks ago that the event season or event time has just super ramped up this year. I feel like we got through the holiday and then everyone was like, let's do all the things. And you and I have been very busy. I know John Caesar, our community engagement coordinator and bookman in our office has been very busy. Um, there's just a lot happening in our community. And so I would encourage everybody to Follow us on Facebook. Follow some of our funded program partners on Facebook. There are a lot of cool events coming up um, in the, the coming weeks, the coming months. And so I would hate for you to miss out on any opportunity to learn more about them and to do those fun things just because you didn't know. Yeah. And I, and I think when you talked about our events and what we've kind of been up to recently, I don't think we can underestimate how popular Bookman is. <laughs> true statement we did so we are wrapping up literacy week so we're recording a little early of this show but literacy week took place in the st Lucie public schools the week of january 23rd and you and i looked at john's calendar the monday of that week and we're like man he's busy <laughs> There are a lot of places for Bookman to go this week, and we love it because it means that books are getting out into the hands of kids in our community. And I have to say, our school district, the, the schools within our school district have done some really cool things um, with Literacy Week in, in the past week. I know um, my daughter attends Southern Oaks Middle School, and they had an opportunity to walk over to River's Edge Elementary and do some like buddy reading with some of the pre-K, kindergarten, and first grade students, which I thought was so cool because 
little kids always think when middle schoolers or high schoolers come to see them that they're like the coolest thing. Um, so I think our schools, our teachers have been so creative with the ways that they're trying to get our kids engaged with literacy. And that just fits in with what we're trying to do with St. Lucie Reads and Bookman. And we love it. You know, the literacy, we kind of, it's exciting, but also sad me a little bit. And let me explain why, (laughs) because I got invited to read, but my schedule didn't allow me to read. That's really, I'm not going to lie. It kind of bums me out. Yeah. Um, So I'm hoping next year, next year, I'm going to clear my we'll clear we'll clear your calendar for literacy week yeah really really uh, the one i wanted to go to i'm like i gotta chair the board meeting and uh, i can't make it yeah gosh all right so i'm gonna ask you this question because this is a lead-in if you will Uh to our guest so it's it's, we're (laughs) one month into the new year right we've closed the books on january 2023 i don't know (laughs) Let everybody assess whether or not 2023 has started off the way they they wanted it to. I know a lot for a few people. I know the answer would be no, (laughs) but uh, but, uh, um, we talked about New Year's resolutions about a month ago. And one of those New Year's resolutions, I think you and I both talked about, and we talked about, you know, the legitimacy of uh, making a year long resolution. We talked about a week or a month, but I think one of ours, and I think this is a lot of people's is just trying to be healthier. Yeah. And Always, I know, right? <laughs> and I, yeah, I, just, I know that can take on many a form too, right? It could be more exercise, more sleep, better <laughs> eating, better mental health. All that's contributing to health, right? For sure. Uh, so if you're asking me my current temperature. <laughs> on that's what I'm asking. My, yeah. my check-in. I'm um, preheating at 400. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so my husband has been really great at meal planning. <laughs> What you're laughing is that sarcasm or no 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 he really has he's he's really last night he prepped a bunch of chicken and white rice and green beans and he planned his lunches for the whole week um we have been much better about planning meals ahead of time which is is difficult especially when we have three kids that move in all of us in a different direction every night it feels like um, so we have been better about that. Our our big thing for this year was that we wanted to eat at home more. We got into a real bad habit of ordering out or, you know, picking delivery, up yeah. delivery or, or something like that. Um, so we've, we have done a much better job. So my, my grade for month one would be C. That's passing. Better, not not going to get you on F. the honor roll, but that's passing. Better, better than F. But as my kids used to say, C's get degrees. I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. We'll revisit that later. I've been doing, uh, and we're going to, this will make sense here in a minute audience. I've been doing better (laughs) about eating. You know, I've been, I've been trying to go mostly plant-based and I say mostly because I'm not at, you know, I'm not adamant like it's got to be you know if circumstances require me i'm fine with that i'm not going to beat myself up although i didn't do this great this past weekend and i think it was because i wasn't eating the right foods Uh, (laughs) plant-based doesn't just mean eat blueberries all the time so (laughs) i think my body was like hey we need some protein and some (laughs) iron in here so uh, <laughs> but having said that, we know that eating and the what you put into your body impacts your health. And I think that's a great segue to our guest. Yes. So 
We, um, through several programs that we have in our community, we have a great partnership with Cleveland Clinic. I think most of us would agree that we are lucky to have them as a resource in our community. Um, And there is a very special program that is offered at our Cleveland Clinic here um, on the Treasure Coast that relates to diabetes and diabetes education. And so we have two fantastic professionals with us today um, who are going to talk to us a little bit about that program and what they're able to offer. So I don't know if you two drew straws over who's going to go first, who's going to talk first, <laughs> but but we've got two awesome nurses and educators with us today, Megan and Ellie. You guys take it away. Yeah, you can rock, paper, scissors, whoever (laughs) wants to go first. Um, Just give us a little bit of, you know, talk a little bit about the program, um, and then we'll get into some specifics. Perfect. Well, uh, I did straw. I'm Megan. I am a registered nurse and certified diabetes educator. I also happen to be the program coordinator at our facility, which is Cleveland Clinic Martins Center for Diabetes and Nutrition. Um, and I'm here with Ellie. I'll let her introduce herself in a minute. But, <laughs> but um, so we're the two nurses at our center, which is a diabetes and nutrition education center. So we offer various things and resources. Um, some, uh, you know, is insurance covered. Others are completely free to the community. So I'll let Ellie introduce herself as well. And hi, everyone. I'm Ellie Avila, and I am the bilingual nurse here. And I also um, am an educator here um, for anyone living with diabetes. So, so Sean, you guys, sorry, you guys didn't get the the pleasure of hearing Sean and I talk about uh, our New Year's resolutions and how we were performing on them so far. But that was a good but, segue to you guys. <laughs> it, was, it was a good segue. Um, but one of the things that we sort of talked about is that it feels like at the beginning of the year, everyone has this goal of being healthier or planning to be healthier. Um, and so I know that there are a lot of conversations about what that looks like for different people. Um, But I would imagine that you guys spend a lot of time educating folks on the risks of diabetes um, and kind of who that applies to really all of us probably. (laughs) Um, But talk a little bit about, you know, the education side of the program um, and where, you know, who is that relevant for and, and what kind of information can they get from the program? Okay, so with our program, um, it it is a doctor referral program, but that doesn't mean that, oh, it's the doctors, you know, you can take the initiative, basically, as as a participant, you can call our office and we will, you know, send out to the doctor and say, hey, this person's interested in coming for diabetes education or nutritional counseling. And in our center, because we have nutritional counseling, it could be diabetes, it could be kidney disease, it could be weight loss. It just kind of depends. Now to see Ellie or myself, it's going to be diabetes. Uh, But we do have two dietitians who see various, um, for various reasons, I guess, for different nutritional plans. Um, And so they come in or they call first and you set up an appointment. You'll set up an appointment with Jenny um, and and she'll go through the referral. She'll check insurance coverage or if there's some type of -of out-of-pocket or self-pay. And then she'll set up your initial appointment. And that could be with the dietitian or it could be with one of us as the nurse. 
Um, and when you come in for diabetes education, you're actually going to see us first, and then you will see a dietitian at another day. So you get two appointments with us. Mm-hmm. So, so so let's back up before we we kind of talk about setting the appointment and getting in for those people who you know and you know as probably the oldest person on this on this call or on this radio show right now I'm very familiar with diabetes you know cuz I can remember getting my blood checked a few years ago and I was for uh, type 2 I was in that risk area and he's like well tell me about your diet and I'm like well for today for lunch I had starburst for lunch and he's like I think I've identified the issue <laughs> so but it's not just sugar and candy it's it's a lot of other stuff so kind of, kind of just before we get way into or the 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 gist of the classes kind of back up and like who's at risk for diabetes and and what what are the implications of that so and there's many risk factors um Specifically talking about type 2 diabetes, there are many risk factors, or pre-diabetes even, including, yes, diet and our activity levels and our weight, uh, but also our family history of diabetes and pre-diabetes. Different ethnicities are going to be at a higher risk group. Age, gender, all of those things are going to apply. Even um, other maybe chronic diseases that they've had, things like high blood pressure or maybe Certain medications they've been on for a long period of time could increase your risk for having prediabetes or type two diabetes. And, and and for those of that don't know, like what like if I have diabetes, what are some of the symptoms that I show? Well, I'm going to be honest, especially with type two diabetes and prediabetes, it's very sneaky. So a lot of times you may not have any symptoms. Or I always tell people they're easy to ignore because they're so they're so vague. They could be symptoms for lots of things or just any given day. So thirsty, tired, hungry, headaches, a little irritable. Um, Stop right there. I've got diabetes. I've checked them all off. <laughs> you just talked about Monday. That's it. <laughs> and that's why it's so hard to really, you know, be like, oh, I, I, I think I have diabetes. Really know. Um, you know, without maybe blood, blood work or visiting the doctor, um, those are sneaky. Yeah, it, this is so interesting because I actually, um, we have a very close friend who has a young son um, who was just diagnosed with diabetes. He's about 13. And it happened because he was excessively thirsty tired in the middle of the day when it was uncommon for him. And I mean, to be real honest, as a mom with those symptoms, I would be like, you're dehydrated, like drink some water, go to sleep, like whatever. Um, But she, our friend um, had a sister who had been diagnosed with diabetes as a juvenile. And she right away, right away was like, oh, no, 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 we need to test and we need to go see what's going on. And sure enough, he was diagnosed with type one diabetes. And so, you know, a, a long time now that he'll be, he'll be dealing with that, but it was not something that I had ever thought about or considered or paid attention to those being the symptoms of. Um, so it was really eye opening for me to kind of hear that, that those are, they're sneaky. You're right. It could be a thousand other things. And I will say with, with type one diabetes, you know, those are the most commonly heard of is type one and type two, uh, and they tend to be two different beasts. Um, so with type one, the symptoms are uh, quicker and 
they are just not quite as sneaky, I guess. Uh, you're going to notice them. Um, I am, a, I have type 1 diabetes. I live with type 1 diabetes. Um, and I know from experience, you, uh, it happens very fast in type 1 where it's like, oh, you seem well. And all of a sudden you have these symptoms of, oh my gosh, I'm peeing all the time. I'm very thirsty. A lot of fatigue. I'm so tired. And so it's very sudden, but you, you're aware of it. And then in type 2 diabetes and pre-diabetes, definitely sneakier where, I mean, on average, someone with type 2 diabetes could live with it for 7 to 10 years and have no idea. You're not going to see that with type 1. Uh, the so, onset is much quicker. But if, and, and that's and, the one where my family suffers from type 2. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a genetic factor for us. Um, right now, my mom is living with um, pre-diabetes. And so sometimes I'll have like blurred vision. I'm like, does that mean my sugar's blood, you know, my sugar's high right now? So I'll have some symptoms and I always think, okay, anytime I feel anything, it's a reminder, take care of yourself, you know, bring, figure out, you know, can you go for a walk? Is it safe for me to go for a walk to kind of use that sugar? Um, or yeah, just different things can come to mind that can help you. And that's why it's so great if someone can come see us, come to our support group, you know, come see us individually, we can help them problem solve or kind of just sometimes them talking out loud can help them figure out what's going on with themselves. And, and, and the reason why we wanted to bring you on is because we know that diabetes, I believe last stats I checked were kind of on the rise, even for children and obviously families. Um, and, and I'm just, and I don't mean to scare anybody, but if diabetes goes untreated, what, what are some of the things that can happen? Uh, so we think about chronic complications and things like kidney disease, heart disease, stroke, uh, neuropathies, which can be debilitating, can be painful. Also just your day-to-day risk of infection. Uh, you have to keep in mind your sweet sweeter than everybody else. So bacteria, uh, viral infections, all those things like you. So Mm -hmm. you tend to be at a higher risk for those things. Uh, Also don't heal quite as quickly or as well because of that. So lots of complications, uh, chronic complications. And even, you know, if sugar levels get too high in the acute setting or right now, it can be dangerous. Right. Okay. And so obviously we call the number, which by the way is our fault. You said call the number. What what is the number? <laughs> so our number is 772-223-4916. Look at you. you you've not, have you done radio before? You said the number at a, a radio pace, which oh, we good. appreciate. <laughs> yes. It's the only lesson we've Honor learned is, by being on the Honor air for 10 years. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am told that I go too fast usually. So, oh. so people call 772-223-4916. And what I heard you say is they're, they're going to schedule two appointments. It sounded like one with the nurse and then one with the nutritionist. So talk to us about what happens when we sit down with the nurse. And then I have an idea what happens with the nutritionist, but, but let's talk about that as well. You want to? Okay. <laughs> so um, when they come in, um, they will they will fill out a participant self-assessment of diabetes management form. It's about two to three pages. 
Um, and it kind of just goes over some um, day-to-day things that they do to help themselves or maybe even write down some things that they're struggling with. So that way we can skim through it at the very beginning of our visit. We go through their labs. We see what's abnormal, what's normal. We congratulate them, if, especially if someone's been, do- you know, making some great lifestyle changes that has brought down um, their blood sugars. And we kind of just, Kate, we individualize every session. Every session is individualized. The person can pick, hey, I'm more interested in learning about nutrition, um, physical activity. Can we leave that at the end? Or um, we kind of just follow the American Diabetes Association recommendations, too. Um, we're accredited through the American Diabetes Association. And that's also really important for everyone to hear out there um, because there is a website, the American Diabetes Association. If you're ever wanting to get education from anyone accredited by them, you'll find us there. But if you um, live somewhere else and and you wanted, if you're not in this in this city or state, you can still go on the website and see who's accredited in your area and find out who um, is accredited through them to get education for. And so we'll go through labs. We'll go over whatever the individual feels they're struggling with or whatever it is that they want to learn. Um, some people um, even decide to come a year from, you know, they, they can send us emails once they've um, started a relationship with us to say, hey, I want you to research this in relation to diabetes or something's changed in my life. They can always contact us to make a follow-up appointment. Um, and so at the end of our session, after the education, we ask them, okay, well, this is a diabetes self-management program. What is it that you really want to work on? What is realistic for you to work on? What is a goal? And then we usually follow up with them about, a month in, and we'll ask them if they're meeting their goal at 0%, 25, 50, 75, and 100% to kind of um, get them to think back to what the goal is. And with the education, they can always recreate new goals, but we do follow up with whatever they decide at the end of our sessions. I think... Oh, sorry, Megan. You go ahead. It's um, kind of like, just to kind of summarize it, it's kind of like the survival skills. You know, someone living with diabetes is doing about 99% of their care, you know, it's mm-hmm. 24-7. And so that's really what we're trying to provide them is the confidence and those skills uh, and resources to know how to deal with it 24-7. Well, and actually, that goes right along with what I was going to say. I think it sounds like from what Ellie, the way Ellie was describing it is you guys are coming alongside them as an advocate to help them navigate life living with diabetes. And so I think that's really cool because it it doesn't, it's not so much like a prescriptive, do this, do this, do this, do this. It's how can we help you do what you want to do? And I think that's really cool. I love that you said you congratulate them for the steps that they're making, because even just making that phone call is difficult, right? We know that just reaching out to ask for help can be challenging. So just making the call and asking for the help is a really important step in someone's journey of, you know, making sure that they're healthy. Yeah, I think there's a lot of fear when you hear diabetes center, diabetes education, or diabetes nurse, because they feel that they're going to be reprimanded, and they're going to be graded, and that's not what we're here for. (laughs) So just like Ellie said, it's individualized, it's got to be realistic for you. 
So you wouldn't have yelled at me when I told you that I starburst for lunch. You would have been, you would have been like, oh, that's fine, Sean. You should try. I wouldn't say it's fine. I wouldn't say that's fine. Ellie would yell at you. Yeah, the other, but I, Sean, I, I'm going to congratulate you because I don't think you've done that in a long time. So. Oh no, trust me. When when I got when I was because my dad had diabetes and I and I, that's why I was asking about the uh, health health complications if it goes untreated or isn't managed well. I should say. Um, and I didn't want to go down that path. So when I got into that warning area, I learned to cut out candy because I'm, I'm a convenience eater. I'm not a, like, I don't, I'm just like, it just happened to be in the candy bowl and I didn't pack a lunch. So that's what I ate. Uh, and I also, I stopped ordering Starbucks fancy drinks. I just get black coffee. That alone <laughs> helped me out. I had to, it took me a while to acquire that taste, but I just, I stopped all the sugar, as much sugar as possible. No, I would tell you to keep those Starbursts in your pocket in case you ever get a low because they will save your life that, that's true you know yeah no i i know what you're saying about that i i, I used to I'm, I'm or i would getting... tell you switch to lifesavers okay there you go they do last longer and they're probably better too all right so i met with the nurses we got just a, a few minutes left met with the nurse so then once i meet with you and you got and i like the way i actually put it you guys are like my advocate my my cheerleaders my champions in my corner now i meet with the nutritionist is that where they kind of go over like what are you putting in your body and maybe swap out that starburst for lifesavers so you'll you'll meet with one of our registered dietitians and yeah they'll again they're going to gear it towards you and your needs and keep it realistic but they're going to review probably a 24-hour recall what have you been eating what are you snacking on and see how they can brainstorm with you to come up with a realistic plan um and and we don't like to just hand out this calendar of here eat this it's got to be you know we need to sit down with you and talk about what you like what you don't like what's realistic um and what can you really follow, whether that's because of um, financial um, status or income or if it's because of other health concerns or needs or it's just, you or know, culture. preference. Yeah, culture, culture preference, yeah. any of those things. We, like I said, the biggest thing is you have to be realistic or we can't follow that plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, and that goes all goes back to the relationship, right? If you've got a good relationship, you'll be honest. If you feel like you're being judged. Yeah. Not going to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to tell you what I had for lunch yesterday. All right. So, so oh, go ahead, Ash. Oh, oh no. I was just going to say, I know one of the important things that we sort of have touched on here and there is, is um, ensuring that this program is available to everyone. And Ellie started with, I am the bilingual nurse. <laughs> so <laughs> I know that um, you guys have worked hard to ensure that you can get this outreach to some of our Spanish speaking residents. Um, is that a big part of what you're trying to do too? Well, yeah, I feel like we can um, kind of fill in a gap, right? Cause even Megan, she does English support groups. So I do Spanish support groups. She does English support groups. So you can call the same number if um, you wanted to just come in for some support, for some resources, um, and be part of the support groups. And so you can call the same number if you have your pen at 772-223-4916. And keep in mind, that's free. The support group is free. So it's the same level of education uh, that we're offering here in the center, but in a different setting and free. Um, so I think that's really important. And we have uh, an Eng- for English support group. Currently, we have it in person and we have it virtual if you're not able to get to the location at the Kane awesome. Center. 
So I think if any of our listeners know of anybody that's struggling or doesn't know if they have diabetes and there hasn't been tested, hasn't had their blood work done, it's probably time to do it, right? New Year's resolutions. That's what we led with. Healthier 2023. Let's do that. Um, and you can call again, 772-223-4916. And, and, I, and I'm glad you guys both brought that up. If you have diabetes and you want to be participate in a support group, it's the same number, right? Mm-hmm. And and I'm assuming that's with obviously with other people and, and it's kind of like IE support group. You guys are supporting each other. Yes. And, yes. and you don't have to have diabetes. You could just be a family member of someone with diabetes. You might just know a person. You might just be curious about diabetes. Come, uh, mm-hmm. especially if you feel like it's going to benefit yourself or someone else that you're close to or a friend. Well, come. And like so you said, definitely. they could do it in the comfort of their own home because they can do it virtual as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that support group's been going on. The English uh, support group's been going on for a little while. And then Ellie, like she said, is kind of uh, starting with a new group here soon with the Spanish support group. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited about that. That's awesome. Again, as we wind down here, I'm going to remind everybody to call 772. Take this down for you or your loved ones. 772 223 Four nine one six, and please don't hesitate to call because you know, like we talked about, the lead into all this was a healthy 2023. That starts by taking care of yourself and your loved ones. Thank you, Ellie and, and Megan, for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having us. The first time on, Ashley. They I know they did well, right? They'll have to come we back. We love newbies. We love newbies, but you guys did great. We did have thank to break you. it to thank Ellie you. that we're not going to do any editing. So you did fine. Yeah. You did great. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all right, guys. We want to thank you all for coming on. We want to thank every listen. It's a radio show every Sunday on 104.5 The Flame at 10 a.m. If you missed the show, do not fret because it is also a podcast. Just pull up your favorite podca- podcast app, even for Apple phones. That's for Ashley. Just look up Community Connections with Children's Services Council, and it will appear there. We're grateful for every listen. Remember that it's our children, our community, our future. We're all in this together. We'll see you next time.